0: Hey guys, Hide and Seek is now on Patreon. If you'd like to learn how to support the work we do, please visit www.patreon.com backslash podcast. For as little as $5 a month, you can get access to exclusive rewards. Rewards include live events, early access to video trailers, ad-free episodes, never-before-seen videos, behind-the-scenes video and photo content, along with extended and never-before-heard interviews. My team and I would be honored to have you. Again, visit patreon.com backslash hide-and-seek podcast. Thanks, guys.
1: The views and opinions expressed by guests on the Hide and Seek podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or positions of the host or contributors. Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Would you like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community? Would you like to share your thoughts with other listeners? Join us in the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. You can find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. This podcast deals with mature topics that may not be suitable for all listeners. Material heard on the Hide and Seek Podcast is intended for adult listeners. Listener discretion is advised. 24-hour news aides Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter.
2: I can tell you where she most likely is.
3: I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything to until today. The stories they tell are pretty, they're pretty
4: freaking gruesome. I kept... All the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany, I have all of them.
5: I have everything.
2: I told him, I said, I'd kill all them motherfuckers, and I was going to have my people fucking take care of it.
5: I'll just say Brittany's name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says. Is this little town around
2: here going to be hard to hide something like that? Because eventually everything comes out me, some days I don't believe
0: anything after to her, I think she's just loud. This is Hide and Seek, Season 3, Part 3, the final chapter. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey guys. In the distance, through the trees, we see the glow of the bonfire. It lights our path like a map back to the heat, the leaves and sticks crunching and snapping under our feet as we follow the bright green, flashing dots of fireflies that fill the forest like the busy runway of an airport at night. The smell of damp wood and smoke fills the air feels crisp and cool against my skin and the closer we get to the glow the warmer I feel welcoming us back to a familiar circle of old friends gathered around the bonfire as we walk my mind wanders back to the last two years the last 39 episodes and our suspect board names have come and gone from the board Some came in like a drive-by aching on Halloween. Fast, messy, and gone before you know it, leaving you wondering what the hell just happened. And while you're running in the dark for the garden hose to wash away the slime before it leaves a stench you'll never get rid of. And others? Well, they came to us as wolves disguised as lambs. Still though, there were those who came to us with no disguise and no eggs to throw just an interest in sharing Brittany's name and keeping her story alive. As we approach the clearing, those people are the people we see around the bonfire. And it feels good to be back, surrounded by so many who have joined us along the way. The suspect board has been a friend and foe, but in the end, it served Sarah and I well. After a lot of work tracking people down, speaking to them, meeting with them, fact-checking, and chasing leads, we've been able to remove a handful of names. You heard from Chuck Allen, who took two polygraph exams. The first one was inconclusive. He demanded another that he passed.
2: I'm just curious of why my name even came out. I never met the girl. I didn't know her mom.
0: He listened to Pocket recall his time spent with Ashley. And ultimately, we see he ends up back in prison before Brittany disappeared. And did she ever stay the night there?
2: Nope. She was one to. She was trying to, but Ashley wouldn't quit fighting with everybody. Causing problems, drawing attention that didn't need to be drawn, you know, just drama bullshit.
0: Do you feel like Ashley was jealous of Brittany at all?
2: Oh, hell yeah. She was accusing me of fucking, and I, I'd only been around her once or twice, and never by myself,
6: allegedly.
0: Chris Pontius shared his thoughts, experiences, and insights that later proved to be a bit more interesting than we initially thought.
5: I I'd never even met Freddie. When Pocket went to jail, I went over there a few times just because I was in the neighborhood. I felt out of place, but at the same time, I was, I was resting. I didn't care. It was like, boom, all of a sudden, she had money. Where did it come from? That's what I'm saying. Whatever happened to Brittany, I don't know what happened to her, you know. But I got a feeling that there was a lot of people involved in it. Somebody initiated the whole thing, and I don't think everybody knew what was going to happen. A, a, a very small percentage of the people knew what was really going to happen. And they got a bunch of people drawled in, create a group that they can control through this secret or whatnot through that I stated my piece to everybody and it kind of split the groups Uh, the cartel was after the one guy that that, that took my side on things, you know what I'm saying so the whole thing was was weird the only thing I could trace it back to is is Ashley showing up with all this money which makes her like ace deuce coon culprit if she don't have no explanation for that money Maybe Eric had the money, but I doubt it. Her and Eric were real tight during that point in time. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I've been wanting to tell somebody this. I've been telling people this. You know, you know what I'm saying? Nobody was interested in it. The cops didn't even want to look into it. They didn't... Nothing. I think the biggest clue here is where did this money come from? This is what I think about pockets getting caught. I thought that maybe pocket knew what was fixing to happen and got caught on purpose just to get the fuck out of the situation. He gets sent back in right before that happens. Kind of like he just cleared himself of even being anywhere near the situation. Because that, that's, that's what he would do if he knew something like that was going to happen. He would jump out of, you know see what I'm saying?
0: Loco, Dale Guffey, and Raven better known as Larry, shared their information and recalled everything they could to the best of their ability. Eric Glide provided us with his firsthand knowledge surrounding the time Brittany disappeared.
2: All right, I was over there, we were getting high. The day Eric Shank came over and said that she was missing and they had to go look for her. And they took me, or I
6: went back to Furs and they went on their merry way. A couple days later or a day later, I came over there and she talked about it again.
2: They went to look somewhere else. During that time, she was doing it, she said, I heard you and your crew. I don't have a crew, for one thing. I don't run around like I'm a gang.
0: I just do business. Was that the first time you had met her?
2: Yeah, I've only seen him twice. He's driving all fast on country... I believe doing the speed limit and shit like
6: that. That way I don't get pulled over and harassed.
0: And he said he was a driver for a guy named Rabbit? Yeah. Who the fuck is Rabbit?
2: Justin Gearheart. I've never met her. I've never known her before that time. Never after that time. Never even seen her physically bodying nothing. I have nothing against the girl. I don't know her. i swear that I'll do a lie detector test right now. You can call a person, get me to take it. I don't know. her. Never met her, she never ripped me off. I never fronted her or nothing, I've never seen her. All what I've heard on the street, Brittany and Ashley didn't really hang out. (laughs) Maybe one, two times, that was it.
0: So it actually continues to say her and Brittany were very close and she was her best kept secret and she was her best friend.
2: I got like three friends that say that's a lie. Just she, she didn't come home like, yeah it was, because he said she didn't come home last night or whatever, and nobody's seen her all day. So it had to been in the afternoon. Didn't come home last night, so what day would that have been? No, i have been the first. Because that's the way he said it. Brittany didn't come home last night. That's what he said. Was that a
0: weekend? Yeah. So the 30th was a Friday. Saturday would have been the first.
2: Yep. They went somewhere for the weekend.
0: Zach Kaner, who you may remember as the Pablo Escobar of Sturgis, and his friend, Chris Giddens, both took and passed polygraph exams. Then, of course, we had help from Sheldon, Bowman, and Thor. Each of these men cooperated without issue. Providing their priceless accounts of November 30th, 2018. We located Soddy McWaters and Don Hill, who addressed rampant rumors and stories, some of which were far fetched. Brittany's first husband, Justin, took the time to speak with me privately. And lastly, there's Cage. You went down to Florida, I think you said in October, right? Yeah. What was the name of your friend who you went to October down there with? Uh and then did you date a girl while you were there? Yeah, Mel um.
2: Justin Gayhart is Val's little brother. So how does he how does he know her? Wait,
4: wait, wait wait, wait,
0: wait. Wait, boy? So Justin Gayhart is Val Mettler's little brother. Oh, that's who he was Chet was pissed with him. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, that's, okay, it's coming full circle.
5: The last time I talked to Brittany, she was hanging out with um, uh, Nicole Sparks.
2: I went with Jess on December 19th to um some fawn river, creek, some shit. Me, her,
0: Ashley, Eric, there's like a couple other people.
5: I only went to Pizzer, man. I really didn't give two shits about the whole thing, but Jessica was just riding my nuts about it and whatever. I was bored anyway, so I just got back to Michigan. On what day? Uh, December 19th of 2019. No, 2018.
0: Did you ever think Eric Shank was involved? I did for a minute because he was getting served divorce papers, and he didn't like it.
5: And it's funny, right after Brittany comes up missing him and Ashley are fucking... But yeah, everybody's all over the place with this shit, man. I can't figure it out. I I quit trying to figure it out.
0: Based on Brittany's own words and based on motive, Cage is someone we debated on removing from the suspect board. However, if we trust the work of law enforcement, Cage was in Florida at the time Brittany disappeared and therefore cannot be a person of interest. And so we ultimately decided to remove him. Something Sarah and I continually ask ourselves when we look at people of interest is, did this person run in the same circles as Brittany? Did this person ever interact with Brittany? And is there any evidence of a relationship between these two? If we see no confirmation of any of these things, then it's unlikely we'd keep them on the suspect board. We're left now with the people we haven't been able to remove. Early on in our investigation, we spoke to a lot of people. Of course, we met with Brittany's family, her mother, Jessica, her father, Greg, and his wife, Emily, Brittany's siblings, and a few friends. Among those who stepped forward was Ashley. I lost my best
3: friend, my kids.
5: My parents stopped talking to me. I lost it all at the same time. I haven't stopped because she never gave up on me,
3: just because she's be gone doesn't mean I stop. I can't. And in two months, he managed to get my rights stripped. I don't have an answer for the how. I don't. I don't know.
0: She proclaimed Brittany to be her best friend. During the first few months of our conversation, she seemed helpful but I was overwhelmed with the information from her. It came in sometimes hundreds of screenshots at a time, with little to no context. But I felt like she was just as overwhelmed as I was. The several months that followed weren't nearly as smooth. Information and claims started to make less and less sense. Things were lining up about as well as the San Andreas fault line. Brittany's Facebook account had been accessed after she disappeared, and while Ashley admitted to accessing it, she was adamant that she didn't manipulate or remove anything from the account. She attempted to convince anyone who would lend an ear that someone else accessed Britney's Facebook account prior to her accessing it. So we wanted to bring in an outside source, someone with no dog in the fight to give us their professional feedback. We brought in an IT professional to help us go over Britney's Facebook data download that Ashley provided. After spending a lot of time looking over things, he was firm in his opinion that only one person accessed Britney's Facebook account after she disappeared. He was able to determine this using information regarding the IP address the mobile phone used to access the account and carrier information. With the verified data, he was able to confirm that the only person accessing Britney's account was Ashley. On the night Brittany disappeared, we know she visited a marathon gas station and pumped 20 in gas in the car she borrowed from her boyfriend, Sheldon, prior to visiting her grandmother's home to do laundry. The receipt from this transaction somehow ended up in Ashley's possession. It's unclear just how that receipt made its way into Ashley's hands, and there's never been much of an explanation that makes sense. You must explain the receipt for the story to be complete. The man Brittany was married to at the time she disappeared, and is still legally married to today, has been unwilling to cooperate or participate in our investigation in any way. Eric S. spoke with me once when he returned a call. Hi. Hey, is this Eric? I have one. Qu- I have one. I
2: have one
6: question for you.
2: Yeah. Who the fuck gave you my parents' address? Nah, I'm over this. I don't want to be bothered. I want to be left the fuck alone. If I wanted to be found, I would be found. I, I, nothing, to, nothing to say. It's my ex-wife.
0: That's why I'm reaching out to you.
2: Did she rope, did she rope you
0: into it? Nope. I picked this case. Did and, she
2: rope you into doing a
0: podcast? Nope. For one, I think podcasts
2: are jokes. You think what? I think podcasts are jokes. Tomorrow. If I want to be found, I'll be found. You know what I'm saying? If I if I need to meet somebody, I'll go to them.
0: I get that, man. Like I said, I, I all I'm trying to do is trying to help out a family, help out this girl who went missing.
2: How do you how do even go across this game? Let's this, put it this way. You can ask any question you want. If I answer, I answer, but I choose not to. I work all day tomorrow. Sunday, I'm pretty busy. If I get freed up Sunday,
4: I'll message you.
0: He was angry, agitated, and aggressive. Once I explained who I was and my intentions and how I found out about Brittany's case, he calmed down and seemed more reasonable. He agreed to speak with me just a few days later. Tried as we might, that conversation never took place. But it's not until after Ashley fails her polygraph test that he resurfaces.
2: Hey! Go fuck yourself!
0: And it wasn't long after that, that I got a voice message.
2: So, if you want to know why I won't talk to you, why I won't help anybody, you're a piece of shit. You don't know shit. You're a woman beater, and I despise them people. I don't associate with them, nor will I talk to them. The first time I see a woman beater and I know one, I beat their fucking ass. End of story. So, go ahead and use this in your podcast. I bet you won't, nor do you have the fucking balls to. And another thing, is your podcast a fucking joke? Because it's not active. You're wasting everybody's time and everybody's money. Get a real job, get a real life, you worthless fuck, and leave my name out of your fucking mouth.
0: Since that time, he hasn't been willing to cooperate, participate, or simply just communicate effectively. At this point, I'm not sure Eric's vocabulary consists of anything but vulgarity. Look, not wanting to participate is acceptable. Not wanting to relive a difficult time in your life is acceptable. What seems less than acceptable is just not communicating like an adult. Since Jump, our biggest question for Eric has remained the same. Where was he on the night of November 30th, 2018? He doesn't have to tell me. In fact... I don't want him to tell me. Since last we knew, he'd never spoken to law enforcement. Telling them where he was would be a great opener to a conversation with law enforcement. Rabbit, also known as Jason Spade and Justin G, was Eric's plug. He also acted as Rabbit's driver for a long period of time. Pocket was also a plug for Eric for a period of time when Pocket is arrested on November 29th, 2018. This motivates Eric to go back to Rabbit, his original plug. When Eric turns back to Rabbit, he mentions needing a vehicle for a run. That conversation takes place November 29th, the day before Brittany disappears. The next day, Brittany tells Sheldon she needs to use his car to do laundry at her grandma's. Sheldon offers to take her and they can both go. But Brittany is on board with that idea she leaves the apartment they were sharing, alone, telling him she's headed to do laundry. We all know by now how that night ends. Around the same time as Brittany's disappearance, Rabbit sends Eric a video of a vehicle remarkably similar to Sheldon's. Rabbit and his female companion, who we hear in the video, are going through a McDonald's drive through when a look-alike car comes into his view. He records the occurrence and the lookalike car eventually leaves the area without incident. He tells Eric he thinks the car was tailing him. Eric responds to Rabbit, telling him he's been at his mom's all night. Interesting response. In early 2021, when Sarah and I decided on Brittany's case, I think we both knew it would be different than both Nancy and Logan's cases. But just how different was something I didn't anticipate. This season, more than any other season, we've had to try to figure out who's telling the truth. At first glance, that may not seem out of the ordinary. And in any typical missing person case, it really isn't. But the amount of people surrounding this case is unusual, which has made things really difficult. It's been a challenge trying to tell the story while still trying to figure out who's telling the truth and which stories are worth repeating. Imagine if someone gave you four years of random screenshots, information, stories, etc. All while you're still trying to collect testimony and write and produce episodes in a timely manner. While we were creating episodes, we were still being flooded with leads. This isn't how things went in my previous two seasons. One lead a week was a generous estimate. But in this case, the rain never stopped and the flood just kept growing. By the time Friday comes around and we release an episode, the script we just spent 40 to 50 hours putting together may not even have any relevance anymore, depending on what the new leads were. In season one, Nancy's ex-husband was completely cooperative. He was willing to do whatever it took because he wanted his children to have answers about the mother they'd lost. This season, communicating with friends was a huge departure from the way communication with friends took place in season two, for Logan. Season two was also marked with very little drama. Without the presence of addiction, this season would have been very different. Addiction has impacted the relationships of nearly everyone involved. Addiction tears people apart. But this season, we've also seen it bring people back together. Estranged families have reunited. They've come together to march side by side, Locked in arms to support each other. Holding one another up in times when it seems too difficult to stand. But there has been a dark side too. Alliances seem to have changed on the hour and been based on the needs of those who have become desperate. Desperation and addiction. Two things that can make people do things they wouldn't otherwise do. But pair the two together and it can become a recipe for disaster. No one would want to live without friends. That's a quote from Aristotle. For him, friendship is the most important relationship we can have with one another. He argues that the right friends can make us better people. He believed that they can help us to improve our moral character by giving us more opportunities to practice virtue. On the other hand, he believed that the opposite holds true as well the wrong friends can bring us down and destroy our virtues. As addiction progresses, using often becomes the foundation for friendships. For those in recovery, looking back, they can sometimes recognize that they would drink down or use down, meaning they wanted to drink or use with people who they felt did it more often or had a habit worse than their own. Doing this means there's always someone with whom to favorably compare themselves, and it also means that it's easier to convince the mind that the addiction wasn't so bad, because what a friend is doing is worse. We are often drawn to those who embody traits we'd like to emulate. Friends of the right kind provide us with a sort of moral mirror. There have been a few marked similarities in the three seasons of Hide and Seek. In each season, people who had nothing to do with the crime at hand have all behaved in a similar manner. Even those who have made poor life choices or would be considered part of the underbelly of society have been willing to step up and help in any way they could. There is a very different level of compassion for a mom, a female like Nancy and Brittany, as compared to a young, single male like Logan. This has undoubtedly been one of the most recognizable differences. No matter the similarities or differences amongst the cases that hide-and-seek has covered, there is no one less important than the other. Nancy Moyer, Logan Schindelman, and Brittany Shane, the families of each of these victims are desperate for answers, for truth, and most of all, for justice. If you're here, thank you for joining our mission to find the missing. Welcome back to the bonfire, friends. Now, let's pick up where we left off from episode 39. Instead of next time, on hide and seek. I'll just say, see you soon, Sturgis.
6: him that I had some information. Something that. Something that happened a while ago involved a murder and kidnapping of somebody wrong.
0: Did you see Brittany after she went missing?
6: I I did.
0: In order to understand what's happening here, we need to back up. It's February 4th, 2023. It's 6 p.m. And I missed two calls from Jessica I have no idea what just happened I,
1: What's going on, she just ooh. called me crying
0: She messaged me and she was like She called me twice and I was on the phone And so I wasn't getting my calls And she's saying Call me ASAP 911 So I'm like, oh shit And I, she's never said that to me before And so that's what I assumed what was about to happen and she's on the phone she's crying and she's I'd never heard her cry like that before like she got told something very serious and it was an emotional cry and this one was it just I don't know what her stage what her mindset right now is but I just what I heard was I just got hit in the chest cry with something that she um, all she told me was that this guy I don't know all I got was he's really kind of shaken up he was in a bad place for a while and he wants to seem us to talk and to me I know what she's what he what he shared with her she this seemed, there seems to be something there possibly I don't know it just it hit Jessica. At least in a way that I hadn't seen it respond, which obviously grabbed my attention. On top of her saying, "Call me. I need to talk to you now, ASAP." Nine hundred and eleven. You know, she's told me about rumors and leads, leaves me voice messages and long ass talk to text messages. This wasn't that. Okay. Well, we wait.
6: Hey, can you see me?
3: James. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: What's going on?
3: All right. Yeah. I walked over. Over. I just walked over to a friend's because I knew these people were there. Who were the friends? I'm. Okay. Just yeah. You. Yeah. Keep their names quiet. But. Oh my God. So. Um. Okay, so the he was there, he was there, he was there too. I have a whole, I made, I, I wrote down the list, the list, James, they kept her, they kept her in a basement, down in the basement, and they, um, they kept her in a basement and, and some water, About well, there's like water down there, it was like a, couple of fucking like this deep, like this water was like like this like this deep James water was about this deep and it's a Michigan basement and their house is gross it's it's just a little bitty thing it's just a shack they did put her in a dog cage they, they did and they um they kept her there for two weeks James and they they, they uh, that's why there's so many people because so many people came through there to rape her and they then she ended up dying from like malnutrition. Okay. There's a bunch. Of was there? He was there too. Everybody. So many people. James.
0: Okay. Who's, why. who's providing you this information? And how? What's what's role in this? Like, how does he know this information?
3: Wrong. He was there. He says he's there.
0: This is what makes this testimony different. This is nothing that we've ever heard before. For someone to say that they saw Brittany after she went missing—that's a strong lead.
3: Him and were there? They, they, they—they they came there. All these people that I know were there. All of them.
0: Okay, so let's go back to real quick. Okay says he was there and he saw Brittany there. He yes. said it was after November 30th after she had been reported missing?
3: Yes, she was there for 2 weeks, yes.
0: Whose house was she at? <sighs> they didn't and they did, just do didn't they just do a search?
3: Yeah, and said that they they didn't go back out. They didn't check the ponds out back. But that's not where that's not what said what happened. They put in a barrel and they fucking poured acid all over her. Oh. That's what how they does, did here.
0: How How do we, okay. Did <laughs> tell you that?
3: Yes. Then we're all out there. Wrong place, wrong time, he said. That's what he says.
0: what did they do with the barrel?
3: I don't know. I have all these names, James. There's so many, James. There's so many. That's why there's so many did, is because they Okay, all,
0: did, I wanna go back to uh, testimony though. He said that she was there in a basement at yes. house. Yes. And he said a number of people came in and, and, and had had raped Brittany. Yes. And that it was after two weeks that she had then been
3: yeah. she died because of malnutrition.
0: I'm still trying to figure this out. So who's responsible for keeping her there? Like who's in charge?
3: there's some more key names, but these guys are all really tight. Like this is a very, this is a click that's so tight that it does, it it, it is in shock, but I'm in shock, but I'm not like, I, I have to get out of here. I will have to leave here immediately. Like I'm not even playing. I know all these people for so fucking long. This is really
0: important for testimony. Yeah. There's no sugarcoating it. He's very direct. He was there.
3: Yes. Listen to the point where his girlfriend, she was. They got. They just got. They just got into a fight because she had to give up her kids because she's been protecting this whole story this whole time because she knows. She, he's told her. She knows.
0: Admit to sexually doing anything with her?
3: He said no. He said him and him nor did. But they were definitely there. He says. After we first, Brittany first went missing. About probably a month later, I, there was some talk about Brittany possibly had been out there at house or something and, and and everybody well, regardless, everybody was out there talking about it. So I go to and I said, What do you know about Brittany? Like I'm hearing this, and hearing this. He's got tears streaming down his face, James, tears streaming down his face, and he says, I didn't know that was your daughter. Like, what is that supposed to mean? So I said what is that supposed to mean? What do you mean it just shouldn't matter? Like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Who was out at her grandma's with her?
0: Was out there with her? Yep. At grandma's house?
3: All this information I don't know if I believe that about that part of it, because I think that somebody else wanted, want somebody else was out probably out there with her. But they're putting it on. That's what I feel like. Was the fuck out there. Was the fuck out there all of them were out there at some point in time But within those two weeks they were all out there they okay. all knew she was there okay. all
6: of
0: them hey hey breathe okay breathe you're right at this point in our conversation i find it crucial to pause and reflect on what we've just heard from jessica the details she shared are not only deeply unsettling but also reveal a troubling reality that she and possibly others must endure daily. Jessica's courage in coming forward and recounting her experiences is commendable, and it sheds light on a nightmare that never ends for her. This isn't merely a story. This is reality of Jessica's life. Her emotions, her struggles, her fears, they are constant and they resonate with a grim aspect of our society. I would like to thank Jessica for her strength and openness in this interview and I urge you all to listen with compassion and empathy as we continue to explore her testimony. Together, we can create a space where these painful truths can be acknowledged, understood, and ultimately addressed.
3: I know these people, I've known them for fucking decades.
0: We don't know yet what the truth is, KJ. Jess we don't know we don't know what the truth is so I I, I'm very sorry
3: why would this kid why would this kid say why would he incriminate himself
0: I don't know I don't know
3: he's he's scared he's definitely scared did say this he said I go what did they do with what did they do with her he said why so where is she he said they put her in a barrel they poured the they poured acid on her. Supposedly, he said. But I didn't see that. Didn't see that part. I heard that part. And he says, but he said his guess would be that she's back in one of those ponds. Where does he live at? Out on. I have a whole list, James. Look, I have to write it a little bit better because I was and He said they put guns to our heads. And uh. He didn't want to tell me what they did. I, I, fo- I kind of forced. I mean, I, I was like, I, I need, to, I need to know. <laughs> I need to know now. Like, I want to know. I said, I need you to talk to James.
0: The identities of the individuals you're about to hear from and hear about have been changed or redacted to protect their privacy and safety. Hello? Hey, how's it going, man?
6: Hey, how's it going? You're you're all right. Yeah, I'm good, man.
0: Jess obviously knows me very well, and she obviously trusts me. You know, I I'm obviously wanting to know what you know. So, what you're comfortable sharing with me? It sounds like you have something you want
6: to kind of share. Can I can I get? I'm really lucky now. We can get up like either tomorrow
0: or sometime soon. Yeah, I'm in Washington State, so we'd have to do it over the phone, or we can do it over Zoom or video call if you want. All right.
6: Yeah, I can do it over the phone. I can call you tomorrow. You want me to give you my
0: number? Yeah, let me write it down. One second. Tomorrow, you're good to talk. Yeah. Man. All right, are you not in a position right now to kind of speak or talk about it, or?
6: I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, I don't really know, what do you mean by that?
0: Well, just.
6: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just with, yeah, I'm around people and stuff, you know what I mean?
0: That's what I mean, I just didn't want to put, I just want to make sure we have a good opportunity to speak and I don't want to put you in a position where you feel like you can't be open about it?
6: Yeah.
0: Okay, so I'll give you a call tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a call tomorrow at 2 o'clock, okay?
6: Yes, sir.
3: Hey.
0: Hey. Hey. All right, so I'm going to talk to him tomorrow at 2 o'clock, okay?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I need to speak to you about this uh, as soon as possible, mm-hmm. so I know you're around. So when, just as soon as you leave, just give me a call, okay?
3: I will. It'll be very shortly.
0: Okay, I'll be waiting. All right. All right, All right. Bye. Bye.
3: They took her from a... Uh, went to go get her out from uh, out there on Fawn River Road. And they took her to Road, Which is um, out to a... House. And they put her in a shed out there first. And then they ended up moving her over to...
0: Okay, so so you you said that the... Went out there to pick her up. So, but he was also a mystery man though, right? Yeah. So how did he go it's to many. pick her up?
3: That's what I'm saying. I, uh, what I'm gathering is that he's not the mystery guy. He, I think he said that because it's a pawn because he's dead, you know, that they don't have to um, implicate somebody that's still alive that will go to prison over it. You know what I'm saying?
0: They ended up saying, taking her day.
3: Who I talk to on a regular fucking basis. Like, I, I, oh, this makes me sick. I'm going to be. I'm gonna be down here. I'm coming back down here tomorrow and I'm gonna be right here, right around the corner too in case he doesn't in case he doesn't call. So if he doesn't call or he doesn't answer, he fucking call me, I'll go right over there and make him I'm not playing.
0: Twenty four hours later. And I got him on the phone. All right. Can you hear me okay?
6: Yeah,
0: I can hear you. Let's start with Just I mean Jessica told me some stuff But I want to hear it from your perspective And we can kind of just move forward in this But Did you Let me just start with this Did you know Brittany? Um, I, I saw her around a couple of times You know what I mean? I knew who she was But did you have any kind of relationship with her? No yeah. When you say you, you kind of ran into her a couple of different times Can you tell me about what the context of that means Like like just in passing in different groups Did you guys interact at all or was just... I, just I mean I just You
6: know what I mean I just seen her around her face, Like from just the people
0: That were around Then, How many times would you say that you saw her
6: Like four or five times
0: max Okay and was that all in the year That she went missing or was that before that
6: it was, I think, it was the same year, cause they were all, we all, yeah, that was like the time, like we were all like, they're just dope and shit. Like anybody who was doing dope, they saw somebody they knew. You know what I mean?
0: So tell me from your own experience and from your own words what you recall and what you remember happening, and, and please. I would say also be as very specific as you can because I might have to, I mean, I'm going to ask follow-up questions, but the more specific you are, the more we can kind of have it out all on the table. Okay. So, where do you
6: want me to start
0: from? Let's start with the night she went missing and what you know about what happened. I know she got picked up, him- Explain that because she had the car and she ended up leaving the scene. So when you say she got picked up, was B- supposedly the mystery man? Yes. So how did B- pick her up if she was riding with?
6: B-? No, B- wasn't with the one that was uh, with her during the crash.
0: Who was who was the person that was with her? That yeah, I, I don't know
6: 100 percent
0: a person who comes and picks them up after the crash?
6: Yes. Yes. And take, they took her, uh, first they brought her over to, uh, first they took her to, uh, and they never there for maybe like three or four hours. And then they, went, they took her over to, us.
0: Why did go pick him up? Like, who initiates and creates that action?
6: Um, that's what I think
0: and It's just their group. You know I mean? Again, mystery. Can we tell them to to take it to a different room? Or or I can tell them, hey, I need it quiet if I need to. But is there a way, or at least maybe even the car. I just don't want to hear them in the background when we're talking because this is obviously very important. Yeah, I
6: you. There we go. I'll just sit out here and
0: Mystery Man, we don't know who the guy is that's with her yet. She ends up getting picked up by yes. that night after the accident. Yes. Did Mystery Man go with
6: No, just
0: uh, How, Why does he go to pick up Brittany? Like, do you know what initiates that?
6: Just because, like, I think like, because she owed some money to somebody, and that's where f-ing all them come
0: into play. Okay. So, but that's still, we still don't know. Like, so she owed money, so then what creates, like, where does f-ing come into this? Do you know? You there? Hello. Hey. Are you there? Sorry, I'm just yeah, just a bunch of people. It would Jess let you go sit in her car? She just left. Okay, let's continue then. So tell, so let's just continue. I'll, I'll ask some more additional questions as we as we go into it. So goes and picks up Brittany. Brittany gets a ride from him, where he takes her back to the house because.
6: There's a- Hello. Yeah. My phone, my, uh,
0: my phone you're good, so they take Brittany to house and she's there for a few hours yeah and it's because she owes money
6: that's that's to my understanding that's what it was about because that was like mentioned after the fact like
0: and who does she owe money to I th-
6: that's what I don't know like I never really got into that. That they had dog and, at the house, yeah. And when they like when they decided not to like keep her at
0: they took her to Crow. Okay, why'd they take her there?
6: Because that's where yeah. there's just like a uh, Like a garage out back That was Out of sight Out of mind You know what I mean?
0: After they take her Did they do anything to her At house Physically?
6: Oh I think They shot her
0: How how do you know that? Like how do you know that info?
6: they Uh, they just When I got there I was there
2: What's that?
0: What's that? The phone call drops.
5: I'm sorry.
0: I call back several times.
5: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: But there's no answer. We hear nothing the rest of the evening no return call, no text. At this point, Sarah and I are thinking, this is it. It's a wrap. Hey, so he's he's standing around people, and I am keep asking... I reached back out to Jessica, since she's the one who connected me with Skylar to begin with. I can barely get the words out of my mouth before she volunteers to turn around and go back to do her best to get on the phone with me again.
3: Okay, so apparently where they were staying at, they got kicked out. Because they were arguing at like 4 in the morning, and they, um... And just kicked him out a little bit ago. Which I wish he would have fucking waited. Make sure whatever you do, if he, ans- if he does call, answer your phone. Immediately, because we don't want to miss this guy.
0: The next day, though, we're finally able to reconnect. What's up? All right. Um, so you, are, you have a situation where you can chat with me, right? Uh, just between us two? Yeah, hold on. You went and talked to law enforcement about what you had already, what you're about to share with me, right? Yeah. Why don't you just tell me what you had told them?
6: I just told them that I had some information from something that really could have been used for something that happened a while ago that involved a a murder and a kidnapping of somebody around around town.
0: Did you see Brittany after she went missing?
6: Uh, I did.
0: Okay, where did you see her at? And when did you see her compared to when she went missing?
6: Well, what's what's considered missing,
0: right? Well, when she went missing on the 30th, she was reported missing on the 8th. But when did you see her?
6: There was a two week span of the the 8th to probably about, I don't know, it was two weeks. If not just a day or so shy, you know
0: what I mean. And have you seen Brittany before this?
6: Not really. I've like I seen her on like Facebook and like people like talk or mention people. You know what I mean? Because it's always just like that same group of people, or like you always tend to see like the same people here and there. When you're really the dope game, you just. You tend to see a lot of the same people over and over again.
0: So when you went over to house, where did you see Brittany at?
6: I was actually living there with a that's where we were living at the time. We were at a already and then pulled up and was the one that happened at. I don't know how it all happened or how he was the one that ended up I really don't. Know. I don't know. Like it was just all, like us just being there, living was really just the wrong place at the wrong time.
0: What does that mean? Like he pulls up with what? Um, he really pulls up with Brittany. <laughs> She's like not close. She's like
6: not close. I don't know if he like drugged her. I don't know what I don't know if he gave her. I, I, I don't know if it was like some heroin or whatever. But she was just like kind of. Like, it's like a zombie mode.
0: That's what Brittany was acting like when she got out of the car?
6: Well, she really didn't act like anything because she was more like out, of the, like out of it than anything. Under her
0: own power, did she get out of the vehicle though? No. Yeah. And you witnessed this yourself? Yeah, sure. What happens next? You see them carrying her in. You're, are you seeing this for the first time outside, or is, is it while they're bringing her inside?
6: This isn't, like, the first time I've, ever, like, seen anything, hearing anything. Just, it was really just the wrong place at the wrong time, like I said. And then at that point, they told us, like, this is how it's going to be, and, like, have guns to our head and shit. And like I said, if, if anything gets said or anything, it's, like, it's... Us, it's who it's going
0: to cost. But go back to the question I had asked, though. When did you witness, did you see them bringing her inside while you were outside and seeing them carry her inside? Or did yeah, you, it was we this house... Were, we, were
6: inside, we were inside on the uh, couch right in the little dining room that <laughs> he had at his house.
0: When you say they're carrying her, describe what you mean, like, in detail.
6: Just, like, kind of like one arm around the other, you know what I mean? One arm around <laughs> and one arm around <laughs>
0: You said she was. She obviously had taken some drugs, but was she coherent at all, though, to the point of being I, able to speak, say
6: hi? No. Like her, her eyes were like rolling in the back of her head and everything. What
0: happens next?
6: They. I don't know. They took her down. I don't know if they took her upstairs or took her uh, downstairs because uh, me and left shortly after that. Like you know what I mean? Because. That's something that I don't know and we weren't thinking of nothing of
0: it you don't know if they take her upstairs or downstairs
6: yeah because I don't know because uh, events or like further on a couple days later they take her over to a road and they keep her they they kept her out in like a big garage out back
0: when do you come back
6: we come back we came back like probably like two or three hours later honestly was she still there as far as far as we, we know, like uh, we didn't think that she was still there. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, but but did you see her there?
6: Uh, we didn't see her after that until about a, I think it was two days after that. <laughs> Brought her out into a dog cage. Blew our minds. She was just acting the same. She was incoherent, and she just looked. Drugged up, like uh, just zombied, really.
0: And this is still a <clears throat> tell us. yes, sir. Where, when they bring her out, where are you?
6: We, we, were, we were standing, we were standing, uh, like right outside, literally right outside his, he had like a little sun porch thing, and honestly, we were smoking a blunt, I believe, and we were standing right out, just right outside of it, and like 10 30, 11 o'clock at night and then all of a sudden they, those two just walked through and I, I didn't, I just, I still don't know what to say about it, like.
0: Well, what happens next? I mean, they they bring her out, you guys are witnessing this, they she still, seems- they,
6: Then they put, they put her in the back of a jeep. And then to that, to that point, they took her to road in from there. In those next couple of days, it was probably about four or five days that they, uh, she was over there that we didn't see her and didn't hear nothing about it and none of that. You know what I mean? Because we didn't go over there. We literally stayed at house and didn't go anywhere else.
0: All right, let me get this straight. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm following you. You guys are there the first night you guys see her. She's coming in. What time of the night is this happening?
6: It's probably like one, two... Maybe in the morning.
0: So when do you think this this whole situation takes place? Well, the first time you see her?
6: Right after, like the 8th or 9th. 8th or 9th.
0: So after she's reported missing on the 8th or 9th?
6: Well, after the the accident.
0: Yeah, because the accident is November 30th. But again, she's not reported until eight days later that she's now missing.
6: It was, it was literally right after that, well, because brought her over there. It was the one that was out there on Fawn River Road.
0: So we're thinking this is probably the first then. Because if she goes missing on the 30th, he picks her up. That's what you're saying is that picture up from Fawn River Road?
6: The crash site, yeah, the crash site.
0: Okay, so this is happening on the first then.
6: Just it was just was the one to show up
0: with her they bring her in she doesn't seem all there you guys end up leaving coming back a couple hours later but you guys don't think that she's there because you guys don't physically see her
6: right
0: so then did you guys ever say like hey what ended up happening to that girl did I mean was there any questions about what happened to the girl who seemed
6: none literally me or. We didn't ask no questions because we, we know better, really. Like, they made it clear, very clear that when they held guns for our heads and everything, like, it'll cost us and if anybody were to know, you know what I mean? It's here, it's happening, and, like, anything gets said or anything, anybody like that knows it's on us, really, you know what I mean? If we were to out, it was going to cost us and not at
0: the end of the day. And it's who put the guns to your guys' head? Yes, sir. Which one specifically?
6: Both of them, did.
0: And what was your response to them? Like, whoa, what the fuck? They're putting a gun to your head. You know what I'm saying?
6: Right, and then, like, it was just like, this is what's up. And, like, I don't, I don't, I really don't, it, was a, it all just like that was super quick and like we just know better like if it when it comes down to that type of shit we it's what they're saying that's how it goes
0: when you guys came back they were still there so no additional conversations and then they
6: were yeah they were just like being chill you know what I mean just like chilling sitting on the couch smoking a blunt
0: and you guys don't see Britt there for a couple of days right Yeah, sir and then it's like two days that you guys Come back.
6: Well, we've been there and shit, you know what I mean? They just kept it that quiet, and then...
0: So it's like two days that mm-hmm. they bring her out in the dog kennel?
6: Yeah, it was like two or three days.
0: Do you remember what she was wearing?
6: I really don't, honestly. I, I really don't.
0: I'm guessing for me, I'm looking for any kind of... Do you remember any kind of, like, tattoo, physical appearance? She had a
6: tattoo. Shit. I forgot. I forgot where she had. I saw uh, one of the main tattoos that she had. It had, uh, had a name. It was, I don't know if it was her son or if it was somebody who passed away or uh, that she knew.
0: Where was the tattoo at?
6: Uh, I don't know if it was on, um, like I don't know if it was her, really her, I don't know, her neck or her forearm. I don't really remember. She had one on her leg, I think. Or her thigh, maybe.
0: Did you see her thigh?
6: I just... I, it was of a name. That's all I remember. It, like, I... I really don't know. Okay. Because towards the end of it, when they... When it was just, like, the past... When, like, two weeks went by, and then just to be a... Like, I did see her, see her thigh. She was wearing, like, just her underwear and a tank top.
0: What color was the tank top?
6: Yellow. She was wearing jeans when she showed up.
0: What color were her jeans?
6: Blue. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, I don't know if the yellow the tank top was hers or something. That I would Dang. assume so, but...
0: And what type of shoes is she wearing? Sandals, flip flops, tennis shoes, sneakers.
6: I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know even you know she had. I don't know. They might have been like blue type style, uh, deals. kind of like Uggs uh, like, uh, maybe.
0: What color of hair did Brittany have?
6: It was like darkish, maybe like had a little bit of purple or red in it.
0: Did she ever acknowledge you? Did you guys ever make eye contact? Did you ever?
6: No, I never talked to her. I never said a word to her. Like, really, she, she, she don't know who I am. And like, honestly, I never met her face to face. You know what I mean? Like, if we did, then it was like, I don't even remember you. I do.
0: Two days later, you come back. They bring her out. She was in a dog kennel. What kind of like dog kennel is this? Is it kind of, I mean, I'm trying to understand.
6: No, it's like, one of, it's, it's a middle one, like, like kind of like like a great name would fit in, you know what I mean? Like a bigger, a bigger size kennel.
0: Where do they pull her out from? I mean, if this wasn't in the living room, would you guys... That, be- I,
6: did, that I didn't see, like, where they, like, pulled her out from, because me and the f*** were standing outside when that happened.
0: When you do see her in the dog kennel, what room is this in?
6: Like, just out off the sun porch.
0: Okay, sun porch is <laughs> in the front or back? It's in the front of the house. Do you enter the house and see her in the living room?
6: Uh, no, so, uh, she got brought out. I was smoking a blunt, remember I told you? And right then, and, uh, walked her by, and it's a dog face.
0: But where do they bring her out from? If you didn't see her inside in the common spaces in the areas?
6: Downstairs, in the basement.
0: Okay, and, th- and when they bring her upstairs, do you see her again as they're bringing her upstairs?
6: No, because me and are standing outside.
0: They bring her upstairs from the basement, and then they put her inside of a dog cage.
6: To my knowledge, she's in the dog cage already. Because when me and see her, what I see is coming out in the dog cage.
0: And she say anything to you? In your opinion, from when you look back, this is there's no confusion that that person's the same person that you saw two days before. Yes. Yeah. Do you guys talk about it again? Do you guys anybody say anything about it? No. Did they say what was happening with her? Did they explain what was going on? No. no, no. And then what happens next?
6: What happened That's well that's when they her over the three I think it was like four days. Like they took her to over the house.
0: Okay, and that's where he lives. lives. Yes. When comes back inside, do you is there any conversation? Is it broad? No, home, no conversation.
6: No conversation. Like from the point that they when him did that. There, was, there was nothing in the nature of even asking questions.
0: They take her out to for what purpose?
6: I, just because it's out in the middle of nowhere, really. And that's they had like a little garage out back where they kept her. There was nothing gonna be done about it because nobody was gonna know, because it's hidden. It's like out in the middle of nowhere.
0: But how do you know they take her out to the shed?
6: Because over the, night, over the like, course of, like, I would say, like, after they brought her back and stuff like that, like, talked about it and just, like, that's, and then from me already being over there, because me and the, like, brothers, me going to road to that house before and just knowing that that's what he was talking about you know what I mean how did you hear that oh uh, that was the conversation between like and then after like cause I don't like if they didn't take her there then that they, they didn't but to my knowledge like to my best knowledge that's where they took her cause after the days that passed after she got brought back you'd hear bits and pieces of like what they did and all that type of shit. And you
0: remember seeing them take her to the vehicle yourself, with your own eyes. You saw them take her, and put her in the car. Yes, me, me.
6: standing, literally standing out by the porch when they took
0: her to the jeep. He seems to be close with you, but do you? Does he ask, yo, what you know? What's going on? So the fact that pull a gun on his, he don't care
6: because he would do it too.
0: You get a gun pulled on you by, and you still return like you're.
6: It's just it was just how it was going to go because it was either that or it was going to cost us, and that could have been our lives too.
0: You know what I mean? Did you ever see her again?
6: Yeah, after the next, like the next four four days, when they brought her back, that's when we saw her. That's it. Like we didn't see her. It was four days. Hey, Bob, is is there any chance that we can like pick this up tomorrow? My phone's at two percent.
0: Yeah, if you call me tomorrow, though, please, man.
6: Yeah, I, I will, I promise. All right,
0: all right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, sir. That call was intense. Not really sure what to think about it and the accusations that were made. It was obvious to me that there was a reluctancy to speak. Of course, this can be attributed to nerves, but we can also attribute it to the story being made up. The person on the phone, I'll refer to as Skylar. Skylar says that after Brittany left Sheldon's car and made her way to the two homes she went to, that another person, we'll say person B, was called to pick her up. We can reasonably assume that Brittany wasn't the one who called person B for a ride. Skylar goes on to say that person B is aware that Brittany owes money to a friend. Skylar also says that person B is not the person who was with Britney at her grandmother's. Skylar continues on to say that person B brings Britney back to the home of a third person, person C. Person C and person B proceed to bring Britney inside the home of person C. Now person B and another person, person D, yeah, you are going to have to keep up. Maintain control of Britney, who Skylar says is barely being kept conscious. Person C and D shuffled Brittany between their homes a couple times, according to Schuyler. Skylar also says a gun was held to their head by C and D as a threat to stay quiet. If this is all true, does that mean that Person B, C, and D planned this? If we say yes to that question, then we're faced with the idea that the man who accompanied Brittany to her grandmother's was in on this plan. Skyler says they've spoken to law enforcement and relayed the same story. Does this add credence to what they told me? Why would person B, C, and D agree to get involved? If Brittany owed money to someone, who was it? As luck would have it, I happen to know the girlfriend of person C. If there was a time to call in a favor, this may be
6: it. So what the hell, I might as well. All right, so
0: are you dating Yes. (laughs) Okay, so
4: you know. Have you talked to about it? Yeah, didn't really say much about it. He just said that there's like multiple ways to get to that
0: Say why they went there?
4: He doesn't know why. I mean, was he being honest with me? I guess I, I you might know more than I do at this point. Like, a lot of people in town were saying, like, that they're searching everywhere. They're going to start searching everywhere around because of the Brittany rally, and they're really going to take it serious now, so they're going to start searching places they haven't searched. I don't know how true any of that is either, but... I talk every day.
0: Do you think he'd be willing to talk?
4: I don't know. (laughs) I can ask him. I don't know, though. I'll find out if he wants to talk, or at least so you can tell him why they were searching his property. (laughs) I take it you're not going to tell me without talking to him. (laughs) That would be like red flags for me if he didn't want to talk, though. So it's hard to explain. And I'm not saying I don't trust him, because I do have a lot of trust for him. But you
0: know, it's. People were people telling me stuff. And so my job is to go follow up and interview and, and look into stuff. You know, that's what I do, right? Someone provided a testimony, and I just want to ask him about it. 24 hours later, and she's got me back on the phone. You thought I was a cop dog?
4: What I don't know, he's saying like, yeah, basically what
0: he said. What podcaster works as a cop?
4: I mean, I don't know if you were either. Honestly. I know you're working with the cops.
0: Yeah, but I ain't no cop, dog. I ain't got nothing against cops. Let me make that clear too. Right. I don't
4: have anything against cops
0: either. I'm just a podcaster. I am just like you. <laughs> you hung up on him. And what's his what's his reason though?
4: he just doesn't want drug into anything any drama like I mean I don't really know his real reason I don't want to say I don't want to say anything bad about him like you know but he does have a past in it, but it doesn't have anything to do with her it's his case
0: he's taking I mean he's talking to a complete stranger about a girl who went missing so I can I get the hesitance in him and
4: he's, like, he, brought, he they he they, they also brought up that like they they got pressure to solve this case they got pressure to put it on somebody like they did with Travis McCann you know what I mean or I could promise McCann, you like,
0: I'm not in the business of putting this on anybody
4: right I wouldn't I told him that I respected you and like, I've talked to you a couple times and like, I felt comfortable talking to you I mean honestly Eric why isn't Eric being questioned and looked into is my concern like this point because he looks
0: so guilty to me so I think it's safe to say person C isn't willing to talk at this time I'm not giving up on this though I'm just hitting the pause button and as for person C you know who you are I'm still willing to take that interview and hear your side of the story open-minded people don't care about being right What they care about is understanding. Understanding circumstances, people, geography, habits, relationships, dynamics. You can only come to the correct conclusion if you're open to understanding. If there's something that needs to be chased, we'll chase it no matter who it involves or where it leads. Because we want to understand. If you've been struggling to understand why I decided to move forward with part three of Britney's season, The interviews you heard today were the catalyst. Next time on Hide and Seek.
6: Mm, No more head starts. See you next week.
4: Would you like to show your support for the Hide and Seek podcast? Find our Instagram and Facebook page by searching Hide and Seek Podcast. Like and follow to hear updates on past seasons as they become available and stay up to date on Season 3. Find our discussion group by searching Hide and Seek Discussion Group on Facebook.
1: The Hide and Seek Podcast is hosted, directed, edited, and produced by James Basinger. Written and Edited and produced by Sarah Jo. Engineered, mixed, and mastered by Newdons Audio Engineering. Director of Photography is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson.
4: A special thanks to all those involved in our ground team and to our Patreon supporters. Thank you for helping make our investigations possible.